And we are a nation that is hostile to liberty and freedom and faith. We are a nation whose economy is floundering, whose stores are not stocked, whose deliveries are not coming, and whose educational system is ranked at the bottom of every list. We are a nation that in many ways has become a joke. But soon we will have greatness again. It was hardworking patriots like you who built this country, and it is hardworking patriots like you who are going to save our country. There is no mountain we cannot climb. There is no summit we cannot reach. There is no challenge we cannot beat. There is no victory we cannot have. We will not bend. We will not break. We will not yield ever, ever, ever. We will never give in. We will never give up. And we will never, ever back down. We will never let you down as long as we are confident and united. The tyrants we are fighting do not stand even a little chance. Because we are Americans, and Americans kneel to God and God alone. And it is time to start talking about greatness for our country again. Good morning. Happy Freedom Friday. Another MAGA morning on MAGA mornings, and uh, weather's not bad on the East Coast, a little cloudy, it rained last night, I'm a, I'm a weatherman over here now, but uh, yeah, we're back, Friday morning, Freedom Friday, the, my favorite day of the week, Friday, I think it's most people, finish the work week, getting ready for uh, the weekend, hope you all have uh Great stuff planned. We're live 8 a.m. every morning, every weekday on Rumble, 1776live.tv. Do me a favor and hit the follow if you haven't yet. Hit the follow. Hit the thumbs up on the video. That really helps juice the uh, the algorithm and getting the video uh, recommended. <clears throat> been a long week. It's been a long summer. <laughs> uh I still have a few a few weeks. My kid doesn't go back to hey, West Coast. All your kids are back in school already, and and I think people down south in New York, we don't, I don't send my kid back to like after Labor Day. But it's uh not bad. But you, uh, we've been through a lot this summer with in the in the MAGA movement. You know, Donald Trump is uh, facing his fourth indictment possibly could come down today they keep teasing it maybe tomorrow you know maybe monday next week everybody's on the big indictment watch it's such nonsense and it all just comes down to one thing one main thing is election interference is uh in 2020 they succeeded but 2024 they know they have to pull out all the stops and uh you know keep indicting the big bad orange man and interfere with that election with you know the america hating obama loving not america living special clown prosecutor jack smith and then of course you have your clown politically biased da down in fulton county georgia what's her name fanny willis and uh, of course you know florida at least you know the florida judges is, is all right but listen for the documents case but you have jack smith 
you know, convening grand juries out of jurisdiction and investigating cases where they shouldn't be investigating cases. Now they got his Twitter account. You know, it's it's just complete nonsense. Uh, anything to keep this man out of the Oval Office. And what's wild is it still boggles my mind. I was think I was thinking about it last night. It's just all of these people that were diehard Trump supporters, MAGA movement supporters, America First supporters, whatever they called themselves or you want to call them, immediately flipped the switch, went over, not only went over and supported Ron DeSantis. Okay, that's fine. But then the attacks, the leftist tactic attacks on Trump supporters uh, and Donald Trump himself. And again, these are people that literally grifted off of his name for years and amassed large followings. Some were very successful in those grifts and have landed uh, syndicated radio shows or, or other large monetized podcasts or just large followings, speaking engagements, uh, opportunities, other opportunities to monetize their brand, if you want to call it that. Uh, and and it's, it's sad, you know, they, and they've gone after everybody including myself, just for uh, showing our support for Donald Trump and the MAGA movement. But not only that, not just following people blindly, but literally proving and, and, and willing to discuss and discussing the proven success that we had under Donald Trump, the foreign and domestic policies, the economy, uh, so many other things. And even those people that agreed with that, and you can go back into most of these grifters uh, who now jump ship to the DeSantis camp, most because they're getting money from either the DeSantis camp directly or PACs that are supporting uh, Ron DeSantis like that, never, never back down PAC or whatever. They... They don't have anything to offer. They, they, these people agreed with all of the Trump policies, and now all of a sudden they changed their mind to the point where they'll even say that the, it was, the 2020 election was fair. These are people that, some of them beyond the pale of, of even, you could say, conspiratorial on how the election went in 2020. And now these people are like, no, no, the election was fair. Joe, Joe Biden won 81 million votes. 81 million votes Joe Biden got. It's wild. But I'll say it and I'll say it again. The Donald Trump, who's going to be the nominee, is not going to be running against Joe Biden. I'm, I'm pretty sure that that's, that's clear. Good morning, Laura Ann. Good morning, Band Mom Texas. Band Mom TX. I, I'm be honest with you. This is the first time I'm noticing um, your name. If you, if you're new in the if you're new in the chat, and new to the show, welcome. Hit the follow. Hit the thumbs up. It's Freedom Friday, and again we're live Monday to Friday, 8 a.m. Eastern, right here on Rumble 1776Live.tv. It's the easiest way to get to it. We won't be doing the Freedom Friday show tonight, uh, James Curry and myself, which we typically do at 8:30 p.m. on Fridays. We're actually going to be doing a and I, I misspoke yesterday. I said it was going to be Sunday. We're going to be doing the Fr uh, Freedom Saturday special tomorrow, 3 p.m. Eastern. And that was my fault. I have an event tonight um, in New York City, actually, with uh, Laura Loomer. She'll be there, the receipt queen. And then Sunday, I'm actually going to Bedminster for the Live Golf Tournament, which I'm looking forward to. I was invited to that last minute. And uh, 
that should be um that should be pretty cool but yeah uh freedom friday where we usually do memes of the week we're gonna be doing that tomorrow freedom saturday special 3 p.m eastern but if you follow you'll see it you if you see us go on you know live hop on in we're gonna have some fun tomorrow and uh, yeah so be- before we start getting into like you know news and topics and stuff it's freedom friday and yesterday I came across, you might have heard of it already, because it kind of went viral last night. It started going viral last night. And I posted, I was one of the first people to post it. I just happened to stumble across it before anybody started doing stories and videos about it. Well, there's this guy, um, Oliver Anthony, lives in Virginia, like on a plot of land, a farm young guy, and had some tough times, you know, we're going through COVID and, and not and, and seeing what has been going on with the country. Obviously, like we all have pretty much stayed midline politics, not a hardcore conservative or anything. And had some struggles and decided to use music and songwriting to get through it. Well, he wrote and sang a banger that really is an amazing song. And I, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not a country music fan. I don't like country music. I don't. I, I just, I, I never, I, I didn't grow up with it. It's probably why. I do remember my mother listening to country music back in the day. And I don't even know if this is even considered country. Some people say yes. Some people say no. Or it's like a grassroots, uh, not, not a grassroots, like a, uh, a bluegrass jazz. I don't know. Anyway, I'm going to play it. I'm telling you, people are already throwing offers at this guy. Um, singing around his his property with his three dogs until I guess somebody came and said, hey, we're going to throw you on a microphone and see what happened. When I caught his video on YouTube yesterday, it had less than 100,000 views yesterday. Today, I'm sorry, two days ago, it was posted on YouTube. And when I saw it, it had like 100,000 views. Today, it's got 1.1 million views. And I think we should play. I, I really want to, if you're in the chat, you hear this song, if you haven't heard it yet, I really want to know what you think. I got to tell you, I, I probably listened to this song about a hundred times already. And uh, I'm pretty obsessed with it. This is um, Oliver Anthony and it's uh, titled Richmond North of Richmond, which obviously is the politicians in Washington, D.C., but check this out. I've been selling my soul, working all day, overtime hours for bullshit pay, so I can sit out here and waste my life away, drag back home and drown my troubles away. It's a damn shame what the world's gotten to for people like me, people like I could just wake up and it not be true, but it is, oh it is, living in the new world, with an old soul, the rich man north or rich man, Lord knows it all, just wanna have total control, wanna know what you think, wanna know what you do, and they don't think you know, but I know that you do your dollar ain't shit and it's taxed to no end cause a rich man cause a rich man 
politicians look out for miners and not just miners on an island somewhere lord we got folks in the street ain't got nothing to eat and the old beast milk and welfare god if you're five foot three and you're 300 pounds taxes ought not to pay for your bags of fun drowns young men are putting themselves six feet in the ground because all this damn country does is keep on kicking them down lord it's a damn shame what the world's gotten to for people like me for people like you wish i could just wake up and it not be true but it is all it is living in the new world with an old soul these rich men know the rich men lord knows they all just want to have total control want to know what you think want to know what you do and then i'll think you know but i know that you do because your dollar ain't shit and it's taxed to no end calls the rich men north of rich men selling my soul working all day overtime hours for bullshit pay it's such a great song it's such a great song and i agree it would be awesome if uh he could sing this at the trump rally i agree with that listen he's getting noticed all over the place um even in the, in the movement, some uh, conservative, very popular conservative influences are noticing him. Some record people are noticing him. I think someone had, had put a tweet out. To, he just started Twitter last night, <clears throat> this guy. And, uh, he, you know, he's overwhelmed right now with messages. So he says, I sent him an email last night to invite him on a Freedom Friday show with myself and uh, my co-host James in the hopes that he answers. Um, He's got a regular Gmail email, and I, I I followed him on Twitter last night, right? Isn't it? It's a, it's just I'm not one to uh, I don't know to like I, nothing really impresses me. I'm one of those people like ugh, whatever, right? Like I am. It, it, it's a fault of my own. It's just the way I've always been. Um, life experience, maybe just been through so much stuff. Nothing really moves me. So when I listened to that, I was like, wow. It, like it really, it gave me chills. Like every time I listen to it, it I like get a, um, a chill up my spine and like in like my jowls and my jaw. Like, holy shit. And I said to my wife last night, she listened to it and she was like, wow. I said, it makes me just want to just sell everything and go live on in, in the country on, on, on a piece of land somewhere like seriously i'm I'm no bullshit not even kidding like if that's that three minute song if that doesn't open somebody's eyes to like wow and this guy he's not a political activist not involved in politics he had struggles he saw what was going on in the country he was into music and he wrote a song and this was the song 
uh, he did, he's got a YouTube channel and on, the, on he gave, uh, I think this a couple days ago because he saw all these people reaching out to him. He was like, Oh, let me do this video to introduce myself. And he says like, he struggled with things and um, he's got a, a few other songs out there. In my opinion, none can come close to this one. This is like the, a hit and I think it's going to be very soon. Um, yeah, it's just, it's, he just says, I'm kind of like not political, always ran the center. Uh, made it clear that he was not happy what happened on uh, what happens on both sides, Republicans and Democrats, which I talk about a lot. And even myself and and my co-host James, we talk about the Uniparty and how it's one big club. We're not in it. They're all the same Democrats and Republicans. And there's very few that I would call fighters for the people in Congress as Republicans. You know, people talk about the Freedom Caucus, and I, I think even most of them are are a compromise as far as with influence and the Uniparty. And the deep state, because that, that it, it all ties in together. These people get into Congress and they forget about where they come from and the people that they serve, and they just become pieces of shit and worry about fundraising for their next election and political favors. Who's giving them the most money and expecting what? And that's unfortunately the problem in our uh, political system, you know. But yeah, Oliver Anthony just. I'm telling you, I could listen to that song over and over and over again. Last night I did for like, I don't know, maybe like six or seven times until my 10-year-old's like, you know, watch it again. I'm like, shut up. You get obsessed with stuff and keep watching it on repeat. Leave me alone. <laughs> my sassy 10-year-old. You're going to watch it again? All right. All right, I'm done. I'll, I'll play it tomorrow on, on my show. Oh, that's good. I'll probably play it at the end of the show too. And I'll probably play it on tomorrow's show. <laughs> Sounds like a new national anthem. I mean, I love our national anthem, but this song, this song needs to go places. This song needs to be played at a Trump rally. This this song needs to be played on stage at a Trump rally with, you know, 50,000 people there. Although the DeSantis camp will say there's only 500 people that show up when it's obvious that, you know, a crowd almost fills a town. Who was that? Pickens, South Carolina? Nah, there was only like 5,000 5, people there. Yeah, no. Shut up. I'm really starting to just... I'm not... I'm, I'm really... I work hard to try to not become really bitter, you know? I have a problem with most people anyway, just as far as... Whatever. I guess maybe I'm just a douchebag from New York, and I can live with that. I'm very nice to people, and I'm very generous to people. I am. I'll do anything for anybody. If you, if you know someone that knows me, they'll tell you. Like, I, I'm, I'm always willing to help people. I just have a problem, real problem lately. Just, I think in the political world, because the people that aren't paying attention, that have these opinions based on shit, mostly because they're getting from the mainstream media, the news actors, and they're not, they still refuse to open their eyes and think for themselves. And I'm not talking about, I don't care if you don't like Trump. I don't care about that. I'm not talking about one man. I'm talking about the country and the things that are going on and not allowing these mainstream media outlets that are fueled by dark money and paying these news actors because they're not journalists. They're news actors sitting behind the anchor desk to tell them what's what. Like, get on the internet. Get on here. Just, just look everywhere. 
talk to people. That's the best thing you can do is have discussions with people. Nobody wants to talk about that stuff. It's forbidden, and that's the problem. When you sit down and say, listen, we don't talk politics and religion and all that shit at the dinner table or wherever, and I think that's where we lose sight of everything is when we're not talking about it. When we're all in our little bubbles, and maybe we're, okay, we're all in our little bubbles. I'm going to watch this. I'm not going to watch that. I'm going to watch this. I'm not going to watch that. But I'm not going to talk to anybody I know about politics. That I'm not going to do. And since I've started my show, I don't know, over three years now, I can't believe it's that long. Um, when I'm out and about, and if, if it's friends, some family, not so much family, but a lot of friends or associates or people that I know, or now I go places and people do recognize me from the show. It's funny. It always boggles my mind. Like it's like, hey, you do a podcast on and, and you smoke cigars sometimes on there. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it's just funny when you get recognized. I'm a nobody. And uh and then you start talking about stuff. And maybe they have an idea or you have an idea that they haven't heard, and you just have that civil discourse, whether you're agreeing or disagreeing. And hopefully, if you're disagreeing, it's not with these personal attacks and they just want to end your life and your humanity and your job and your family and everything else, like a lot of these le- leftists do. Although you're seeing that out of the DeSantis camp a lot, because again, like I had mentioned yesterday, I pulled, you know, they, they, I, I've had literal DeSantis, <laughs> DeSantis uh, uh, supporters post photos of the block I live on. Like they're going to come and get me. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, but, uh, call for a public boycott on, on social media of my, business and just the personal attacks and the nonsense and and try to have well they succeeded the one time having social media uh, accounts blocked it's just so stupid leftist tactics and it just still boggles my mind that there are idiots like that they they talk about free speech they talk about this they talk about that and then they're using leftist tactics and their supposed conservatives and and they go as far as you can't even in the apparently in the Republican Party, in the conservative movement, you're not allowed to think for yourself and you have to toe the line of the RNC, which is another corrupt organization. Like the whole thing with Ron DeSantis, everybody's their head over heels, all these DeSantis people that he signed the beat Biden pledge, a piece of paper, okay, that Ron DeSantis wrote on that he vows to support whoever the nominee is for the Republican primary. He basically endorsed Donald Trump. Donald Trump doesn't want to sign it. I don't want him to sign it. I think it's stupid. And I think the RNC making people sign this to appear at a debate is absurd. Okay? But then it gets better. I don't even care about all that shit. Donald Trump shouldn't even show up to a debate the guy's 40, 50, 60, 70% ahead in most places. Ron DeSantis fell third in some places. Okay? I don't care. It, to me, it's Trump and only Trump the two I'm voting for, and I've said why so many times. And I think most people who are voting for him are in the same boat. I want the guy that doesn't have to worry about re-election. I want the guy that can come in and literally throw live hand grenades into these federal agencies and gut them. I, like that's, that's what I want. And that's, that, that's it. Foreign domestic policy proven works is we've been there. We had a great economy under him. I want that back. And then I want whoever the successor to be, uh, who, who, who 
this whoever the successor will be to carry on that torch, hopefully. But I don't want a guy that Ron DeSantis is going to do absolutely nothing, give more money to Ukraine, bend the knee to the GOP, bend the knee to Mitch McConnell, bend the knee to all these people because he has to worry about running for re-election. And again, don't come at me with the argument that Ron DeSantis is younger and he can do eight years because there's no guarantee eight years. And there's no guarantee he's going to do anything. I can guarantee you he's not going to do anything but protect his presidency the first four. That's what he's going to do. I agree. Biden is not going to end up running. I keep saying that. This is, you know, this, this doesn't matter because it's not the beat Biden pledge. It's just going to beat the next corrupt Democrat that's going to run, whether it's Gavin Newsom or big Mike Michelle Obama. <clears throat> Yeah, people do just want to talk about meaningless shit. They want to talk about movies. They want to talk about the Barbie movie. They want to, and listen, we have the culture war. That's a whole separate thing, and that's fine. That has its place. They're coming after our kids. They want you to believe that men can be women and women can be men and men can be pregnant and men can breastfeed. And then, then you have the CDC saying, yeah, well, we can give you this. We have this guidance where you can take this medication and you could basically produce fake milk and, and it's poison and causes heart problems in infants. And you can feed it to your infants because they're going to die anyway. And we want to depopulate the world. It's just so it, – it's bizarre clown world. And there's like there's – no matter where you look, there's like no normalcy anymore. There's no – the definition of normalcy has just disappeared. I know what normal is. I think most rational people do, but that's not what like society – as a whole knows because of what's being pumped out by government and mainstream media and a lot of influencers that are making a lot of money pumping that crap out. It's wild. I can ramble on. Let's get into some stuff. Uh, first, here we go. We got, all right. So as I'm calling it more DOJ interference, they're just going to keep playing games. And like I said yesterday on the show, I truly believe that they're going to attempt to seize or freeze some, a portion of Donald Trump's campaign funds because they know he's fundraising like crazy. They know he has the grassroots support like crazy. The single grassroots supporters who are donating small donations, unlike what Ron DeSantis has. And even Biden's fundraising, they said, was falling off. They want to come after him because they want to say that he knew that he lost the election, but he fraudulently fundraised and defrauded the American people and the American voters to donate to him for election integrity when he knew he lost the election, which is untrue. You can't prove that he knew. You cannot prove what somebody's thoughts are, okay? He, 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 he knew in his head he won the election. Listen, I know in my head he won the election, and I know a lot of people do. Call is crazy. It is what it is. They want to say he fraudulently fundraised, I believe, and then took that money and put it into a pack for his election and that they want to attempt to, to seize or freeze it. I just feel like they're going to do that. More election interference. I hope it doesn't happen. Even if it does and they succeed, I believe that alone people will throw more money at them to fundraise. It's not all going into one, one pot. And I think that's what they're going to look for that. But who knows? Anyway, 
Jack Smith wants Trump trial to start January 2nd, 2024, right before the Iowa caucuses. This is not random dates that they had available. Okay. This is calculated. It's calculated. They want it to start January 2nd. They want to do jury selection, I believe, in the middle of December. Get the trial started in January. Jack Smith's team says, oh, yeah, we got a four- to six-week trial. And then, boom, we can get a conviction. And then he can just go into the presidential election being convicted of whatever. Which, to me, I don't care if and what he's convicted of. I'm still voting for Donald Trump. They can put him in a dungeon under the jail and in shackles, chains, guarded by dinosaurs. I'm going to vote Donald Trump. They can take him off the ballot. I'm still going to write in Donald Trump. I will not vote for anyone else but Trump. There is no convincing me. It will never, ever happen. You can't stop people from voting Donald Trump. You can't. And... If you truly love the country and look at the way it is now, you'll feel the same way. I think I think they should make a Trump and only Trump pledge because I would sign that in a minute, not because of one man, but because of what our institutions and what our government is doing to that one man, the most feared political opponent. I believe that we are in a place in this country where it is, it, is, it is a third world country when it comes to our election process now and the party in power in the executive branch literally allowing this to happen, a political persecution of the top, the top political opponent, the nominee. Imagine if, if yeah, you, you are, you're tardy, Hogman. You're tardy. You may have to serve detention. We may go a little late today. It's Freedom Friday. I was planning on it anyway. So we may run over time, but tardiness will not be tolerated. <laughs> um, yeah, we're, we're, and, and listen, we're in a bad place. And it's amazing I don't think he would gain any respect for it, but just Joe Biden himself. Listen, he's not in charge, so obviously it's not coming down to him, but he does have the power of the pardon. And if he cared about this country and he was not fearful, like he says he's not, that he knows he can beat Donald Trump, even though he's not going to be running, Joe Biden, I mean, he would come out with his aviators as dark Brandon and say, I'm going to pardon Donald Trump on everything because I'm going to run against him and I'm going to beat him because I'm kid-sniffing, aviator-wearing, dark Brandon. That is, uh, that, that's what he should do. That's what a real American president, that's what a real leader would do and say, hold on, this guy is, is the top, I hate the guy. But he's my top political opponent, and he's going to be the nominee. And I want to show the America that I can beat this guy. I'm going to pardon him. Yeah. It is, it is what it is. Anyway, I want to trial to start right before the Iowa caucus. 
He told federal court in Washington, D.C. on Thursday that prosecutors want to start the trial of Donald Trump on January 2nd, right before the Iowa, Iowa caucuses launch the Republican presidential primary. So, and this is all in reference to the events on January 6th, which, you know, they want to bury him on. There, and now Jack Smith is facing accusations from critics that he's shaping his prosecution to interfere with the 2024 election. It's not accusations, it's fact. It's fact, it's calculated. They need to find a way, a better way to interfere with presidential, the presidential election to avoid from Donald Trump taking the Oval Office. The judge in the documents case in federal court in Miami set that trial date in May of 2024 after most of the GOP primaries will have been held. Well, she's a Trump-appointed judge. That makes sense. It's this, of course, Breitbart News is noting this pattern, which we see the pattern. Something happens with Hunter, they go after Trump. Something happens with the Biden crime family, they go after Trump. So Breitbart talked talking about this pattern in which the government announces, again, indictments or actions against Trump the day of or after damaging revelations about the Biden family. Well, on Wednesday, the House Oversight Committee revealed bank records that show the Bidens received $20 million from foreign partners of Hunter Biden, Russia, Ukraine, I think Kazakhstan, prior to meetings with then Vice President Joe Biden, which then he met with those people twice in D.C. while he was sitting vice president. And then they're going to say, hey, you know what? On Thursday, the day after that comes out, we want to we put Donald Trump on trial in January before the Iowa caucus so we can have a four- to six-week trial, interfere with the election, again, to try to persuade people that now you're supporting a convicted felon, a convicted whatever as president. Just just add the heat, just just add, throw the shade as best they can in the hopes that they can get people to walk away from him to say, hey, this guy's now a convicted felon in a DC court as a Republican. We know how that goes. And see how, how much support Donald Trump can lose. And unfortunately, because listen. If that happens, if he does, if they, they, they go through and, and they get their wish and have this trial and get a conviction of Donald Trump before some primaries, the Iowa caucuses and whatever else it might interfere with, unfortunately, because this is how society is, is engineered, that people will walk away from Donald Trump. I would, I would imagine mostly in the boomer age bracket. Because we are, dare I say the word, the term groomed, we are, I will say it, society is groomed in a way that being arrested and being indicted are the end-all, be-all, that you are a criminal. There is, and there hasn't been, maybe ever in this country, that you are innocent until proven guilty. No. And that's the way it is in a court of law. <clears throat> just like you have to prove your innocence, the prosecution has to prove your guilt, the burden of proof, right? And I'm not an attorney. It's just, that's how the justice system works. But unfortunately, just in 
in society, the way people look at it is, wow, you got a, you got arrested. You're, you're bad. Only bad people get arrested when we know that in our heads, not to be true. Indicted to get put on trial. We know in our heads, it doesn't prove guilt. But no, now in this country, you are guilty until proven innocent, especially if you're someone like Donald Trump or anybody who's notable or has some notoriety and has a base of support and a base of people who would love to hang that individual. That's just the way it is. If Hillary Clinton got indicted tomorrow because of emails and whatever other evil shit that she's done, which they have evidence of, I would say, I'm happy that the wheels of justice are turning, but I will never be happy until there's evidence presented and a conviction. But then, of course, you have to think about the justice system and how corrupt it is, like in D.C. D.C., it doesn't get more corrupt in D.C., especially when it comes to politics, because you can have someone like that guy Sussman with the whole Hillary Clinton dossier and all that crap, and get found not guilty by a D.C. court. And then you can get someone like Roger Stone, who was convicted based off the Russian hoax, off of testimony that he voluntarily gave, because he would not lie and testify against Donald Trump, so they railroaded him and convicted him. And he was a convicted felon for however long until the President of the United States pardoned him. no one with an R next to their name or registered as, as a Republican or considers themselves a conservative, whatever, again, you say it a hundred times, never get a fail, a fair trial in DC. And now they want this to be a speedy trial. They want the conviction. They want the optics because they want to pull support away from Donald Trump election wise, as far as voting and financial wise, as far as donations. Because Donald Trump is killing it in grassroots fundraising. You're absolutely right, Laura. And that's my problem with boomers. And I'm 44. Am I considered a boomer? I'm, I'm Gen X, right? I was born in 79. Um, boomers will never watch or listen to podcasts or any other decentralized media. Never. They will, you're right. They will be forever stuck with the TV. And I know many of them. And they're like, well, even, even never Trumpers or even some Republicans out there, the boomer Republicans are the worst because they, they still, we had one on, on in the chat uh, about two weeks ago on a Friday night who claims to be a never Trumper Republican and said the only way for Republicans to move forward and, and have a shot at the presidency is to um, support and elect Chris Christie as the nominee. And I almost fell off my chair. Like, is this guy retarded? And I, oh yeah, I use the retard word again. If you're offended, too bad. And then I ask him, I tell him, well, sell me Chris Christie. And he couldn't. All he kept doing was talking bad about Trump. That's that's the, the great thing. And I did this during the last election. I'm like, <clears throat> sell me Joe Biden. What is Joe Biden going to do for us? Uh, actually, you're a used car salesman trying to sell me this car, but the only rule is you can't talk about Donald Trump, and no one could do it. No one could do it. Yeah, all right, you're 40, so we are Gen X. Gen X is the revolution. But here's the thing. We can't turn our backs on Gen Z. 
Gen Z might be even there saying the last American or white minority uh, majority in 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 the country. Not saying that's a bad like I'm not I'm not saying it to be to be racist or or anything, but what they're doing with the borders and you know people not having children because of financial issues and things like that. You know, it it's concerning. It's uh, I just turned forty four in June, but Gen Z, the Republican Party, always turns their back on Gen Z like they don't matter. Like, listen, we have sixteen and seventeen year old conservatives out there that are heavily involved in grassroots activism who get people to rally around them, who have large social media presence and are, are doing uh, Trump supporters and doing everything they can to get the Gen Z population more engaged in politics and to show that, hey, listen, conservatism is cool. Yeah, we need, we are, you, you're, Lauren, your son is Gen Z and he's based as fuck. And that's what we need. Like, I'm 44, but I'm an associate member of the New York Young Republican Club and a donor, the largest and oldest Republican club in America. 1,200 strong and growing. I'm actually, tonight I'll be with them at an event with Laura Loomer, and they have changed the face of elections. From city council, they get involved in national elections, and they're all young. All young uh, millennials and Gen Zers. And we need that everywhere. We need to embrace the because I'm I'm telling you now, without the Gen Zs in the conservative movement and the MAGA movement, whatever you want to call them, based whatever, we will fail in the next ten years, and and it's just going to go by the wayside when they want conservatism to die off with the boomers. That's what they want. That's their goal. Yeah, okay. Your mom doesn't understand where I get the news because I don't watch TV anymore. I keep I keep explaining, and she's completely confused. The mainstream media complex knows this and uses them. Hundred percent. Everybody's glued to their idiot box. Everybody. Everybody. Boomers are not going and looking for alternative media. It's just not going to happen. They're going to say. So this individual who was in the chat, talking about Chris Christie, I said, "Where do you get your news from?" And he literally said, straight out in the chat mainstream and he said cnn msnbc nbc and i'm like and you don't find a problem with them no they give the facts this is supposedly a never trumper republican i i think maybe it was a troll your daughter's gonna be 16 in a couple weeks she's maga to the core does she really have a choice hogman is you as her father does she really have a choice my daughter is 10 and she's MAGA to the core. And she loves what she sees and hears. And, you know, she's, my 10-year-old is based. She is. And she, yeah. She's always into, she wants to work hard. She wants to have her own business, which I think is great. And she sees things and she asks and I, I ref- and I tell her, I'm not going to tell you what to think. But just this is what's happening now. This is, and I, I try to be um, objective, you know, with her because I, I don't want that I'm brainwashing my kid. No, no. And uh, 
Yeah, see, 13 year old, super conservative, and that's great. And they need to get involved. They need to get involved in grassroots activism. If there's young Republican clubs, if there's any type of young political organization that's leaning towards that conservatism, they should be involved with or doing it with you. You can't shelter your kids. I don't do that either. We don't, we don't do that. My, um, my child knows what's what. She, she knows what's what. <laughs> Fuck all that goofy shit. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, so let's see. What am I going to get into here? Um, there was a couple other things I definitely wanted to get into. And, of course, I rambled most of the show. Oh, let's get into the big climate emergency. Let's do that. I'm just going to jump forward. There's some other things. I saw this and I was like, all right, we got now 36 people dead in Hawaii, right? Wildfires are raging, very odd, you know, windy and all this. And there's already people talking about, and maybe they were started intentionally. And I have to look into it because now Biden wants a shit ton more money to go to Ukraine but I think is now trying because the disaster aid and now is going to try to make Congress vote on or get to disaster aid for Hawaii, which, okay, great. And the Ukraine money all in the same, in the same deal. So that when Republicans say they don't want to help Ukraine, the Demo- the Democrats and the Uniparty can say, Oh, what now you don't want to help Hawaii, our own people. So What's happening in Hawaii is horrible. Absolutely horrible. Not this boomer. I want to leave my children and grandchildren in American first, America first country and an inheritance. It's not about me. It's about them. Although I can't disagree with you. I'm 63 and I don't. And there you go. There's proof. Because my mother's the same way. My mother's 66. 63-year-old boomer, because you fall into that category, and you're based as fuck and you know what the deal is. And we need more of that. And unfortunately, the average 63-year-old profit, 60, is glued to their idiot box, and they're not looking for decentral, decentralized uh, media and other places. So, very young boomer. Let's check this video out. Again, we're probably going to go over 9 o'clock. If you, whoever could stick around, great. I know Hog's got to do doing church with Miguelifornia. We'll be doing memes of the hog tomorrow, 3 p.m. Eastern. We're doing the Freedom Saturday special. We're not doing it tomorrow tonight because I have an event. And we'll be doing memes of the week tomorrow at uh, on our show at 3 p.m. Eastern. Myself and uh, and James. This is a video from Hawaii. Alpha coordinator CNN. for strategic communication. That's Listen to this, John Kirby. John, good morning, and thank Listen you. Listen to this for moron. Being with us. We did hear from the governor of Hawaii late last night, just before midnight on CNN telling our colleagues Hawaii is seeking a presidential emergency declaration. Will Hawaii get that? You know, we're working very closely with uh, Hawaii, Hawaiian officials. As you said, we're also deploying some military assets. FEMA personnel are on the ground. Uh, we're going we're gonna to focus on this as, as keenly and as sharply as we can. I don't have anything to announce with respect to an emergency declaration, but I think it's, it's just clear. It's just clear. Uh, that more and more wildfires are happening and raging all across the country. We've yeah. got almost 5,000 federal personnel deployed fighting wildfires everywhere. Uh, look, I want you to listen to a resident. here. When I heard from him earlier this morning on the program, I was stunned. This is a resident from West Maui. Still get dead bodies in the water floating and on the seawall. They've been sitting there since last night. 
We've been pulling people out since last night, trying to save people's lives. And I feel like we're not getting the help we need. This is a nationwide issue. Well, you're not Ukraine. Yeah, we need help. A lot of help. We got to get people down here. And that's just one example, right? You've got 36 people at least dead overnight in these fires. The death toll expected to go up. We've seen the president this week focusing on climate. We've seen how it has devastated our country, especially this summer. People are feeling it. Will the president declare a national emergency on climate, John? (laughs) The president uh, hasn't made a decision yet on declaring a a national emergency on climate, uh, Poppy. But for all intents and purposes, uh, he's treating this with all the due gravity and the seriousness uh, that the climate crisis deserves. I mean, it's been the focus for him uh, since day one. Well, how much worse does it need to get to declare it a national emergency? Well, look, I don't want to get ahead of the president or his decision making here. All I can tell you is that as an CNN, we're folks. going to stay focused on the climate crisis. Uh, it is front and center. It is right in front of us. And these wildfires and all the uh, severe storms that were that we continue to see are definitely caused as a result of uh, of what's going on in in, in, the, in the rising temperature. The wildfires, you can't go outside. And so we've got to treat this seriously. And Lock them down. Uh, as the president said, even on this trip. Uh, in addition to setting aside land at the Grand uh, Grand Canyon National Park, also uh, working with companies to develop uh, more clean energy technology, more clean energy industry, and moving the nation and in climate lockdowns. It's going to take some time, but uh, in everything that the president's been doing, literally since day one, he, he's been focused on trying to make sure that we can lead the okay. world uh, in terms of dealing with the climate crisis. But you say you don't want to get ahead of the president. That indicates to me it is more likely than not he will. I'm not. I'm not uh, making a speculation one way or the other, Poppy. I'm just not going to speak to the president. Isn't this amazing? Fair enough. Let's move to Ukraine. You did a really interesting interview with my colleague Wolf Blitzer a few days ago, and you said, "Look, even the Ukrainians, including President Zelensky, have said that their this counteroffensive is not going as far or as fast as he would like." You talked about the progress being, in your words, "quote slow and not without difficulties." What happens, John, if the Ukrainians do not make significant gains in this counteroffensive pretty soon? We give them more money. Well, look, I think they understand that uh, time is not on their side. The, the weather's good right now in the summer. It's, it's going to change in the fall and make it harder for them uh, to maneuver on the ground and certainly uh, to operate uh, uh, drones and, and, and air defense systems uh, in the airspace over Ukraine. They understand that. Uh, they're also running into the teeth of a well-armed, well-entrenched Russian defensive uh, set of formations. Um, and they are doing the best they can to kind of get through that. I think we shouldn't speculate or try to get ahead of what their operations might look like or what success looks like. They get to determine that, of course. Uh, but they are very, very courageously in the fight every single day. And they are making progress. It is not frozen. It's not a stalemate. It's not as far as fast. As President Zelensky would like to go, but they are making some progress. But you just mentioned that it's going to get harder in the fall and certainly into the winter. And you mentioned what they're running up against from the Russians. Another thing you told Wolf, you said, we've got to make sure we're staying behind them and supporting them. Can you elaborate more specifically on what that means in terms of U.S. aid? It means continuing to give them the kinds of things, Poppy, that they need most in this counteroffensive. And I would add that in the months leading up to the counteroffensive, uh, we fulfilled everything on the Ukrainian shopping list. Everything they said they needed the for the shopping list, they got, including training in something mm-hmm. we call combined arms maneuver. Uh, and we're continuing to do that. We're continuing to, willing to, to continue to train Ukrainian forces. But more critically, we're giving them the kinds of tools and weapons that they need to break through those but Russian F-16s. defenses, mine-clearing equipment. Okay. They've, they've been saying for a long time that they need more air power and 
F-16s, and I understand the training going into it, but they have been calling for more sooner. One big concern, though, is do you have the public? Do you have the will of the public, John? I was struck by the CNN polling in just the last few days. No. That only 45% of Americans, this is across parties, said they believe Congress should authorize more funding to support Ukraine. No. Can you guarantee U.S. support for Ukraine will remain at this level or increase? The president has said publicly, and he certainly said it privately to President Zelensky, and it's not just the president, but other leaders of NATO and the G7, that we're going to stay behind Ukraine for as long as it takes, and we mean that, for as long as it takes. Now, look, we all want this to be over today, and, and mm-hmm. hopefully it will be soon. I can't, I can't even listen to these sickos anymore. I don't even care about it. Ukraine. Big, big storms. Again, like this is literally... The White House, all big storms we continue to see are definitely caused by warming, might declare emergency. But Biden hasn't decided whether he's going to declare a national emergency on climate. But all they're saying, all the severe storms that we continue to see are definitely caused as a result of what's going on in the rising temperature across the globe. Joe Biden hasn't made a decision yet on declaring a national emergency on climate. Well, let's see. Trump trial. We can't lock down. We can't lock down before that. that that'll, that'll throw a wrench in the trial of their political opponent. But if they, what, what comes with a, a national emergency for climate change? Does that mean people can't leave their homes? Does that mean that they're, well, we're at, because, you know, remember, we're not in the global warming anymore. We're in the global boiling stage, as per the UN, as per all of these sickos that want to control us, you know, not to mention, like the song says, the rich men north of Richmond. Literally. They want to lock us down. Why? Well, can they time it right? Can they make Joe Biden look like a hero and then have a health emergency and then have a successor come in and run while they delay our election because of the national climate emergency? Look what they did to the elections because of the scandemic. Now that they know they can change the face of what the election process is in this country, what's to say they can't change it again? Who's going to do anything about it? The Constitution says we have an election day, not an election season. If you don't have a Constitution, you should get one. Don't be stupid. It's not, it's not hard to read either. What's to say they can't postpone or temporarily cancel whatever fancy word they want to use. They're going to do mail-in ballots anyway. I'm talking about changing the face of the election process again, differently from what they already have. Because here's the thing. Now they see that Republicans are playing the game this election cycle. Ballot harvesting, early voting with bankyourvote.com that Donald Trump is supporting, voting early, mail-in ballots, and ballot harvesting where it's legal. Republicans will be doing that for the 2024 election. That is something that they weren't expecting on the left. They didn't want that because we were all hardcore vote on election day. We have election day, which I had supported. 
but we have to play the game like them. They see that. So what do they have to do to counter that? Well, let's get some wildfires going. Who knows what else is going to happen as far as climate change? Because now they've set the stage. Look at all this devastating footage from Hawaii. I'm not going to sit here and speculate whether it was super-duper military lasers that started the fire and all that stuff because we just don't know. Is it possible? Anything's possible. Everything is on the table. Everything's on the table. So what's the next step? Let's hint climate lockdowns. Let's give more money to Ukraine, which that doesn't have anything to do with the climate. I like how they're talking about how the weather's changing in Ukraine and, you know, they, they're going to need even more assistance. But here, climate, why are they talking, why is CNN asking about if the president's going to declare a national emergency on climate? And what does a national emergency on climate entail? Does it entail the country lockdown? Does it entail certain areas at lockdown that are susceptible to wildfires, which means wildfires can pop up anywhere they want lockdowns, like swing states or, or, or other areas that they want politically to lock people down? or postpone an election. I don't know. I'm not trying to sit here with, with a tinfoil hat on. They're saying it. They're talking about might declare an emergency on climate change. We've heard conspiracy theorists talk about, or, or truthers, that's what they label these people as conspiracy theorists, and most conspiracy theories are coming to fruition. It's just like a, a preview of what is actually happening in a lot of, in a lot of cases. Not all, but a lot. Are we going to see some sort of climate, the declaration of, cli of climate emergency, and what is that going to entail? Is it going to entail lockdowns? And of course, this one's great too, because there's so many millionaires and billionaires that have homes on private islands in Hawaii. This is great. Desperate Hawaiians beg billionaire residents, Oprah Bezos, Larry Ellison, for help as wildfires devastate Maui. Local Hawaiians have called upon some of Maui's resident billionaire class to help them as wildfires devastate areas of the island beyond recognition. Why don't they have Bono come and do a benefit concert like he did in Ukraine, right? Jeff Bezos, Oprah, and Larry Ellison represent some of the biggest names to have homes on the island paradise, along with Clint Eastwood, Steven Tyler, and Mick Fleetwood of Fleetwood Mac. Since the outbreak of the devastating fire on Tuesday, which has claimed over 50 lives now while leaving hundreds homeless, residents have been openly asking for help. Lauren Sanchez, the, the fiancé of Jeff Bezos, who owns a $78 million property on Maui, issued a statement on her social media in which she called the tragedy heartbreaking. You have my thoughts and prayers while thanking people for helping out in the recovery efforts. But please, my $78 million property, don't let anything happen to that. Come on. <sighs> The tragedy unfolding in Maui is beyond heartbreaking. Jeff and I have been on the phone with local residents and officials and we'll be making donations to help. We'll see how much. We'll see what they do. They'll, they'll do something, of course, to make themselves look good. Thank you to everyone. They're helping with recovery efforts on the ground and supporting those who are struggling, she said. Literally all of these billionaires, they, they wouldn't need a dollar of federal aid if all of these billionaires pay their fair share. No. And just billionaires. Everybody cough up $5 million. Let's start doing some stuff. Yeah, you know, it's whatever. 
listen, it's their money. They made it. You can't force them to give it, but it's just one of those things where they'll turn around and they'll say, well, this person's not doing this. This person's not doing that. You have a home on the Island, $78 million property. And you're just, I'm going to talk to people on the phone. They're devastated by the disaster. They plan to set up relief efforts with local officials. We'll see if they really do it. We'll see if they really do it. So we're going to get into more of this story, I think, tomorrow with my co-host, James. But I want to... We all know about this FBI shooting in Utah. And, of course, there's a lot behind it that we don't know. And then there's a lot that we can figure out on our own because of the way the media is spinning it. Some guy, some 75-year-old guy who's like 300 pounds, decided he was going to make threats to Joe Biden on social media, which is stupid on its face. I mean, it's stupid. But how many people made those threats or similar kind of threats to Donald Trump from Madonna, I think, blowing up the White House was Kathy Griffin with the the decapitated head. Snoop Dogg literally in the video pointing a gun at a Donald Trump impersonator and shooting him in the head. And and I know there are so many more that those people never got visits by the Secret Service or phone calls or the FBI raiding their homes with bearcats on their lawns or anything else. But now we have this guy they're labeling as a Trump supporter saying, talking about, frogman suits is gonna whatever and then apparently the fbi shows up at his house in the wee hours of the morning there are some speculate there there were some statements that neighbors made that was like listen this just wasn't a hey knock on your door this was a yes 3 p.m eastern tomorrow we will be live right here myself and james for our what would be freedom friday is going to be the freedom saturday special so 3 p.m eastern tomorrow right here 1776 live.tv and we will we'll be I'm sure we'll be live for quite a few hours doing uh what we would normally do on on our Friday night show. But what's great is with the it's not great. First of all, the Bearcat, the FBI SWAT team, they went in, the guy had a lot of guns. It's unclear what had happened. The bottom line is they killed the guy. And now the narrative is this guy was emboldened, this guy was galvanized by Donald Trump to do what he did. And now you have people blaming Donald Trump for the FBI shooting this Utah man that's 75 years old and like 300 pounds that could barely get out of his own way. This is, this is what they are, uh, are doing. And as a matter of fact, let me pull it up here. Ah, oh, former FBI director... Andy McCabe, he was, uh, he claimed yesterday that reckless comments from former President Donald Trump caused an incident which led to the FBI shooting a Utah man. This is uh, from the, what do I got here? The Daily Caller. Uh, FBI agents reportedly killed Craig uh, Deliu. Craig Delu Robertson Wednesday morning while attempting to take him into custody and search his home following allegations that he threatened government officials, including Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg and President Joe Biden. Bragg secured the grand jury indictment against Trump in March in a case about the $130,000 payout to Stormy Daniels. 
I'm confident that the multiple cases, investigations that will ultimately be trials of Donald Trump will continue to really fire up the most extreme portion of his supporters. So here they're, they're painting the narrative again that every MAGA hat wearing Trump supporter is a domestic terrorist. And we should all be on a list. I'm sure most of us are. I'm sure I am just by doing a show like this, that because of the trials, investigations, indictments that Donald Trump supporters are going to now either post online that they're going to uh, promote violence or threat violence or or they're going to um, gather and, you know, maybe just launch a bunch of these mini insurrections that they like to call them, you know, maybe, maybe they're, they're painting the picture that we are bad and that as Donald Trump gets persecuted, we are going to see more violence from MAGA supporters, Trump supporters. In other words, there's going to be quite a few false flags of violence, and it's going to be blamed on Trump supporters. We know that's the case. They have a political narrative to push. They have to keep Donald Trump out of the Oval Office by any means necessary, whether it's climate lockdowns and postponing elections to painting the extreme picture of MAGA hat-wearing Trump supporters being the devil of American society. And we got this cuck right here. Let's see if I can make this bigger. Actually, give me one second. I got their rum I got the Daily Call's rumble page here. And here, disgraced FBI executive, of course, claims Trump to blame for FBI shooting Utah man. Let me see if I can get this going. And it's not just add into this, then it's not just threats against President Biden. He'd also uh, spoken threateningly against Manhattan D.A. Alvin Bragg, Attorney General Merrick Garland, including those two. I, I note that because these are two people who are overseeing cases against Donald Trump currently, which leads me to wonder what level of concern do you have that there could be more like this as cases against Donald Trump? Paint that picture, CNN. Continued moving towards trial. Okay, I'm confident that the multiple cases, investigations, what will ultimately be trials of Donald Trump will continue to uh, really fire up the most extreme portion of his supporters. Um, you know, he, he also made threats about Letitia James. He made threats about Gavin Newsom, oh, a very kind of outspoken up. Trump uh, critic. So, and, and let's be clear, President Trump's own rhetoric targeting these people, showing his supporters who he dislikes, um, airing out his own grievances, that has a, an encouraging impact on people who are prone to violence. It's reckless to engage in that sort of speech, but that's what President former President Trump does. Speech. Speech. This is what they're going to use because they don't like freedom of speech. And just because Donald Trump says he doesn't like Letitia James or Alvin Bragg or Joe Biden or it could be anybody, that means MAGA hat wearing Trump supporters are going to take up arms and they're going to go and assassinate people or threaten people or cause violence or get on social media and say all these ridiculous things. I'm not saying people like that don't exist because there are idiots in every group. And I will tell you that there are many idiots who call themselves Trump supporters who just have stupid outlooks on things where, no, you can't 
promote violence against people. It's just, it's just not what you do. You're allowed to say whatever you want as long as it's not threatening violence against somebody. Then you're covered under the First Amendment. When, when Donald Trump says that this one's corrupt and this one's corrupt or he doesn't like this one, that doesn't mean people are going to go out and go after those people. But again, that's the picture that CNN and people like this idiot Andrew McCabe, want, they want to paint that picture. Right, it has to be Trump supporters. It can't just be Americans pissed off about our rights being trampled by those who think they are our nanny. Govern me harder, daddy. You're right, Eagles for Honor. Govern me harder. All it's it's just there are so many people who don't support Trump that are exhausted and tired of what the government's doing to them their families, to them, to financially, uh, just living conditions. It's wild. And here we have this guy in Utah, 75 years old, whatever. I just saw pictures of him. The guy could barely get out of his own way. He has a lot of guns. I don't know much more about him. I got to look more into it. We're, I think James and I are going to talk about this more tomorrow in depth. I'm sure he has a ton of, of uh, you know, opinions on it. It probably run a line with me is one, yeah, this guy's disgruntled, living in Utah, said some stuff on social media. The FBI shows up at the house and sees this 75-year-old guy like, all right, you know, maybe he's just, maybe the guy's unhinged. Maybe he had a gun. I don't know. Apparently, he was outside of his house when he was shot. I'm going to look up the uh, some video and see if... um we, we don't have more on it tomorrow because uh, neighbors are speaking out saying they showed up in this house and they executed this guy. And you don't want to believe that, but is it plausible? Yeah, 100%. They probably did. They probably did because they have to show now. This is another narrative that's going to form around this, that Trump supporters are bad because that CNN clip with Andrew McCabe, law enforcement expert, FBI, that people like the boomers and other people will say, well, yeah, look, these Trump supporters are bad. I'm a little concerned. They're going to start assassinating people. They're, they're, they're going to start promoting violence. It's going to be January 6th all over the country. Shut up. Just shut up. No, it's not. Nowhere near it. Listen, if you haven't done yet, hit the like button. Hit the follow button on Rumble. Hit the smash the thumbs up button because it helps the algorithm. It gets the video gets promoted into Rumble World. More people see it, which means the channel will grow. The best way to grow a podcast and a show like this is word of mouth. So if you hear day after day, tell people that you know think like you have the same ideologies as you, patriots. Come on. Watch the show. You don't have to be here at 8 o'clock in the morning live. I know it's early for a lot of people. Watch the show later. Hit the thumbs up. Follow, please. The Rumble channel, which was started not too long ago, is literally less than 100 followers away from 2,000 followers. Rumble gave me the verification of the channel, which was cool. I, I want to get this thing blown up. It's starting to grow more every day. Hit the like button. Hit the follow. That really helps. Again, this is what... I'm here talking about what's going on. I'm not manipulated by cash. 
I'm not making any money here other than self-sponsoring myself with my cigar company, MyPatriotCigars.com. I didn't even do that this episode. I usually do it mid-episode. MyPatriotCigars.com, conservative company. This is the company that Ron DeSantis's supporters are calling for a boycott of on Twitter because they don't like me because I'm a Trump supporter. MyPatriotCigars.com, you can use promo code MAGA for 25% off some of the best premium cigars you'll ever smoke. If you don't smoke, you might know somebody that does. You can get a sample pack. Nicaraguan Puros, Nicaraguan government gets zero cents, zero cents on the tobacco source from there. It's the best cigar tobacco you'll have in the world uh, is from Nicaragua, Cuban seed Nicaraguan tobacco. We have monthly subscriptions, cigars, we have merch. You can also go and buy a cigar for a deployed service member. We work with a third-party organization, Stogies for Servicemen and a few others. We're at a deep, deep discount. You can buy cigars, and we will get them in the hands and mouths of our deployed service members all over the world and the country who are protecting our freedoms because cigars is one of the top three items that service members, both men and women, request while they're deployed. And we make sure that we get as many to them as possible. And with your help, it covers the shipping. Again, deep, deep discount on the cigar. You can buy for them we have people go on there that only buy cigars for for deployed service members which is great and you can still get 25 percent off that they're 9.95 on the website to buy a cigar for a deployed service member and then you can hit the promo code maga for 25 percent off that so they're even cheaper promo code maga works on the entire website mypatriotcigars.com give them a shot you're gonna love them or you're gonna know somebody that loves them and part of profits go to veteran services. They go to first responder organizations. And now I, or the Patriot Freedom Project, which supports January 6th, uh, defendants, political prisoners, and supports their family with things like grocery bills, electric bills, rent mortgages, and things like that. So mypatriotcigars.com, promo code MAGA, 25% off. You even get free shipping on orders over 100 bucks. All right, I did my plug. And, and that's that's the only – they could have knocked on his door during the day instead of raiding him at night. It was very early morning, and I get it. That's what a lot of law enforcement does on raids. Get them early in the morning so they're not prepared. Um, catch them off guard. Safety for the officers. I get it. I, you can't tell me that they didn't have intel on this guy when they showed up at his house knowing that he was 75 years old, probably had pictures of him from social media and other places the federal government has access to and realized – this guy's 75 and 300 pounds. He's not going to be a threat. And I'm sure if we went to go speak to him or called him on the phone and said, hey, blah, 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 so-and-so, special agent, FBI, we have to ask you some questions. We'd like you to come in. Or it's just, it, it's rhetoric. It's, it's politically motivated because Trump supporter, they, they probably went on to social media. He, I haven't really done a deep dive into this guy. If he is a Trump supporter, they went after him to prove a point. We're all bad. We're dangerous. We're violent. They want to paint that picture because they have to do everything they can to keep Donald Trump out of the Oval Office. It's obvious. So I played it at the top of the show. And if you haven't, if you're new here or you, you, you missed the beginning of it, this guy Oliver Anthony came up with this song, lives in Virginia kind of runs middle when it comes to politics, was going through some stuff. The song went viral in the last couple of days. It's an amazing song. I'm obsessed with it. Oliver Anthony, it's called Rich Men North of Richmond. 
And literally every time I listen to this song and I don't get moved by anything, it's a very moving song. This guy needs to go places. He lives on a plot of land in Virginia with his three German shepherds. It's another reason why I like him because I have German shepherds, my boy Stallone, which soon when I get my new camera, I'm going to have another camera angle for the Stallone cam because every show he sleeps on a leather chair next to me, although he's not here now, which I don't know where he is. He's not in his place. We'll have the Stallone cam. I can check it out, and he's always sleeping there. 100-pound German Shepherd, and he sleeps in this small leather chair and not his bed in the studio. It's just wild. He, German Shepherds are the best dogs. Anyway, I'm rambling. Let's listen to this song again. Tell me in the chat what you think about it, if you haven't earlier. I've been selling my soul. Great. I love it. Working all day. Overtime hours. Bullshit pay so I can sit out here and waste my life away. Drag back home and drown my troubles away. It's a damn shame what the world's gotten to for people like me, people like you. Wish I could just wake up and it not be true, but it is. Oh, it is living in the new world. And it's taxed to no end Calls the rich men Calls the rich men I wish politicians Look out for miners And not just miners On an island somewhere Lord, we got folks in the street Ain't got nothing to eat And the old beast Milking welfare God, if you're five foot three and you're 300 pounds, taxes ought not to pay for your bags of fudge drowns. Young men are putting themselves six feet in the ground. Cause all this damn country does is keep on kicking them down. Lord, it's a damn shame what the world's gotten to for people like me, for people like you. Wish I could just wake up and it not true but it is all it is living in the new world with an old soul these rich men know the rich men lord knows they all just want to have total control want to know what you think want to know what you do and then i don't think you know but i know that you do because your dollar ain't shit and it's taxed to no end cause the rich men know the rich men selling my soul working all day overtime hours for bullshit pay tell me tell me that song is in fire tell me that song is an unbelievable someone's got to sign this guy 
He's not a professional. He just started writing writing songs. Oliver Anthony, Richmond, north of Richmond. Keep an eye out for him. He's already getting offers. I think Dan Bongino offered to do distribution, or somebody offered full, no strings attached, full boat, willing to produce the uh, an actual uh, production of the song. It's um, the guy's amazing. And, and again, I, I, I don't get impressed by anything, really. Nothing impresses me. I'm just, I'm telling you, I'm a douchebag from New York. I don't care about most shit. And when I listened to this song, like, it literally gave me chills up my spine and in my jaw. Like, holy shit. Like, it, it, it was really, it, I, I listened to the song, I think, over 100 times already. I was playing it on repeat last night, and I said earlier in the show, my 10-year-old's like, you're going to watch it again? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to watch it again. Leave me alone. And you watch stuff on repeat all the time. Leave me alone. Uh, it's actually unbelievable. And I don't like country music. I don't know what this is. Is this like the genre? I don't think this is country. This is like bluegrass. I don't know what it is. It's fucking amazing, though. All right, people. We're going to leave it there. It's Freedom Friday. They went... Uh, Went a little over time, but I planned on doing that. Typically, our show, we're live every morning, weekday morning, Monday to Friday, 8 a.m. Eastern, right on the Rumble channel, 1776live.tv. Thank you all for watching, as usual. Come back tomorrow. We're not doing Freedom Friday tonight at 8.30 p.m. like we usually do. I'll be in an event with Laura Loomer tonight in the city, New York City. But tomorrow, Freedom Saturday special, 3 p.m. Eastern right here. And, uh, yeah, bluegrass mixed with folk. There you go. And facts all the way through that song. And there are going to be some demo demon rats heads will be exploding. You need to listen to Zach Bryan and wife. I've listened to Zach Bryan. Uh, I'm just, I don't know. Some country music does it for me. Like I, a song here and there, but I'm not a country music fan. I'm not. Listen. If there's country music songs you think I should listen to, you just let me know. You can always find me on, if you're not following me on Twitter, follow me. It's in the ticker, ajacoby1776. I'm mostly active there. I'm actually, I'm, I'm active on Instagram too. My Instagram is alanjacoby1776 and it's A-L-A-N, the only real way to spell Alan. But my social media is there in the ticker. It's Twitter and Instagram mostly for me. And I will be, I, I do post on Truth Social here and there. And I'm, uh, I'm verified on all three, so it's it's really me. But um, I had a few hacker accounts. Yeah, man. And ladies. Ladies and men. Uh, John Rich. Okay. I'm always willing to listen to new things. This guy, man, I'm telling you, he made me want to just sell everything off and move to the country and live with my German Shepherd. And I guess my wife and kid. I'll bring them along, too. <laughs> just kidding. I love them. Anyway, listen. We'll be back tomorrow morning, 3 p.m. Eastern, for a Freedom Saturday special with my ugly bearded co-host, James Curry. Enjoy the day. It's Freedom Friday. Go to happy hour. Do something great tonight, this afternoon. The work week is over. And that's all that matters. As always, MAGA hat stays on. I'll see you tomorrow, 3 p.m. Eastern. Have a good day.